Well, what's going on, boys and girls? It's me, Dave McMahon. Welcome to my show called Unleashed. Today's guest is a professional champion horse jockey and all-time dog lover and dog owner and wicked cool awesome chick named Helen Vanek. Helen, welcome to Unleashed. <laughs> How you doing, Dave? I'm doing phenomenal. How are things going with you? Oh, going great. The racetrack's doing well, and the, the dogs are doing great. We have dog races coming up, and uh, yeah. time brings lots of fun stuff to do. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk all about the upcoming dog races that will take place at the Fort Erie Racetrack this summer. Uh, and we want to talk about your career as a professional jockey. We also want to talk about the fact that you're going to be participating in the uh, Stevensville uh, event that's coming up, too. Yes, I am. Yeah, so we'll talk about that. And we'll also, I think we should start with the dogs, though. Okay. We start with the dogs. So you and I met because a jockey named Francine Villeneuve, yeah. Yeah. She came and trained her dogs with me, and she said, you got to go to this guy, Dave McMahon, for dog training. So then you reached out to me, and you trained your dogs with me. So, so tell my listeners about your dogs. Uh, my initial dog, when I was a lot younger, probably back in, what, 1999 is when I came to see you with my puppy Axel, uh, Weimaraner. Great dog. We were doing search and rescue training. Oh, yeah. Yes, I remember that out at my Fort Erie farm. Yeah, and actually, I remember we were going through the tall grass, and all of a sudden, he stopped on about our second or third round around the field, and he wouldn't move. And I realized I dropped a $5 bill, and he was trying to get me to pick it up. Yeah. And you laughed. You laughed your butt off. (laughs) Just like this. Yeah. Mike is going to be joining us as well right now from uh, Reptile Kingdom Canada. How are you, Mike? Good, good, Dave. Thanks for having me on. Good. Yeah, yeah, Mike. Mike's going to be here. So um, get nice and close to the microphone, uh, both of you. Just kind of turn it a little bit. Mike, uh, you're like an undescended testicle, late arriving and no fucking good when you get here. <laughs> How's that? I deserve that. I didn't, I didn't make up that joke. I stole that off of something. I can't remember where I heard it. I think it was a client that said that to me when I arrived late for a uh, in-home dog training lesson years ago. I think uh, it was uh, at a doctor's uh, place. I came to train his dog, and I was like 20 minutes late. And he's like, you're like a fucking undescended testicle, late arriving, no fucking good good when you get here and i thought i never heard a doctor swear so much <laughs> yeah, uh so mike meet uh, helen helen nice meet, meet mike you. mike's a big time dog lover as you are yourself helen and uh, and mike is uh, also the owner of reptile kingdom canada in fawn hill ontario highway 20 yes. did i screw up the name no that's that's correct dave yeah. yeah, that's the name, yeah. Uh, good. I didn't want to screw up your business name. And so uh, what you missed so far, Mike, is that we're shooting the shit with Helen. She's a professional horse jockey. She's won over 1,100 races, over 1,100 goddamn races in Canada and United States. That's pretty fucking incredible. That's very incredible. But uh, anyway, we're talking about the dogs. And when, when Helen first met me, she reached out to me. I'm giving you the full update. She heard about Dave McMahon dog training, and she she says, you know what, uh, I got to go check this guy out. So she brought her dog 
Can you take us through that again? Yeah, I brought uh, Axel, a really cool Weimariner, really intelligent, and uh, we did a bunch of really fantastic search and rescue training, and he was a natural, and that's where we kind of hit it off, and then I trained two other dogs with you over the years. Yeah, yeah, and we did the we did some search dog work with uh, with Axel. Yeah, he was he was fantastic. He was a natural. <laughs> he actually ended up doing a random article search. Yeah, and you had dropped a fin. You had dropped a five dollar bill. Tell the story again. Yep, I dropped a fin, and I didn't know it. And then we we're going through the field, the tall grass, and all of a sudden he stopped and he wouldn't move. I didn't know what was wrong with him. And I looked down and like an idiot, I'm like, oh crap! I dropped a five dollar bill, and he was actually showing it to me, looking at me like I'm a moron. <laughs> he was laughing his butt off at me. It was great. Yeah, but your dog Axel was a natural. And the thing is, you you would show the dog one time, and the dog would catch on, and you could train that dog virtually to detect anything. Yeah. From currency, right? We did the currency oh, yeah. detection following that, yep. and 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 the narcotic detection, and and the dog was just phenomenal. Yeah, I toured the U.S. doing my riding for over ten years, and uh, I actually had people call me. They lost their cell phone on the farm around the horses. They couldn't find it, and I take him out, show him the the belt clip. And within 10 minutes, he'd find it buried a three-quarters of a foot deep in the sand. Yeah, he was just a natural. Yeah, just a natural. He was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. And so your dogs nowadays. <laughs> I've got a... Uh, in, your, in your lap, right this very second, uh, my good buddy Dave Kaufman is here shooting some awesome pictures, as usual, in the studio at 4680q.ca. And, uh, and you're getting a good picture of uh, Helen's uh, uh, wiener dog that is on her lap, and he's sniffing the old microphone. This is a dog-friendly studio. Uh, unless, of course, the dog uh, you know takes a dump here, then, then it's probably not allowed to have dogs in the studio again. But uh, I doubt your dog will take a dump. So tell us about this dog. Uh, this is Wally, a.k.a. Wallowitz, and he uh, he accompanies my other two dogs, my old one, Sheldon, the Weimariner, and uh, the middle dog, another little wiener dog named Leonard. So i got my little three nerds, my nerdy little dogs. Yeah, and Wallowitz <laughs> is what you call him, and, and he is a neutered male? Yes. And uh, how old is he again? About 10 months. About 10 months, just a little pup. Yep, he's just a pup, but he's really cool. Are you going to be racing him in the Ford Erie uh, Wiener Dog races uh, this summer? Absolutely. Yeah, and you think he's going to be a champion? Um, he'll he, place. He'll place first, second, or third. He thinks he's fast, but we'll see. <laughs> he's pretty mellow. <laughs> yeah, and are you going to be practicing with him uh, on his racing skills? I mean, he looks pretty fit. Some of these wiener dogs are pretty fucking fat, and they're they're trying their best. They're having a good time running at the track uh, during the wiener dog races. But you know, some of them are fat, and their their belly's getting in the way as they're trying to run around on the track. Your dog's pretty fit. You're fit. I don't think you're going to own a fat dog, are you? <laughs> well, Leonard got a little fit until we got Wally, so he gets plenty of exercise now with the puppy yeah 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 and so so let's chat about your your other dog now uh leonard he's just another little wiener dog he's yeah. he's about six years old and i got him and we finally a friend of another friend of mine melanie pinto she had a little wiener dog and we suggested to get the wiener dog races going at fort erie racetrack this is going back about six years that's a make of an automobile pinto <laughs> isn't it it's an old yeah, make of an automobile good i'm so smart erie. yeah and she's she, another jockey she trains with you with her dog her new puppy at your school as well and you sent her to me yes Thank you so much. I want to thank you, Helen, from the bottom of my heart for recommending so many people that you meet in your social circle to train with me at the Dave McMahon Dog Academy. I, I know you believe in what we do at the Academy, and I appreciate you sending everybody my way. So thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. 
yeah. Um, and so the two dogs get along famously. Do oh, they absolutely. Do they ever have any scraps where you have to pry them apart with a <laughs> no. with a spatula? No, the puppy knows his place. <laughs> so there is a hierarchy there. Yes. Yeah, and so uh, let's move into talking about uh, yourself and your career in horse racing and things like that. Um, so uh, jockeys are typically uh, how much in body weight? Let's let's talk about your. It's not rude uh, for me to ask you your weight because the show is called Unleashed, which means anything fucking goes. <laughs> it's all good. So okay. what what do you weigh? I weigh about 118, 100, anywhere from 16 to 18 pounds. You're 116 to 118 pounds? Yeah. Okay. This, this, yeah, but you are strong as fuck. Like, I know you're tough and you're strong. Yeah, it, you have to be solid muscle because you're basically wrestling with... Look at the bicep. Can you flex that bicep? <laughs> you got any tattoos you want to share for us no. or no? No, that's okay. You got a hell of a bicep. That's impressive. Now, are you still with the same husband? <laughs> yes. You're yep. still with... Come with a little Nick, closer to uh, that big black microphone. He's actually a horse trainer, Nick Mullaney Jr. Nick Mullaney Jr. Yeah, we've been working together at the track and winning quite a few races, doing well for about 12 years now. Now, what's his body weight? <laughs> <laughs> he's Just, a lean, mean... 170, 65. Yeah, he's, yeah, you like your men strong and built. Yes. He's tall. I met the guy. <laughs> I met him once. Seems like an awesome guy. He's fantastic. And he's very supportive of your career, of course. Oh, yeah, he, he's wonderful. Anything I choose to do, whether it's rodeo or shoe horses or play with the dogs, whatever, he's, he's fantastic. You shoe horses as well. Yeah, kind of. For, it's just like you charge money for it. You don't just do it because you're bored as a hobby, do oh, you? Oh, no, it's hard work. Oh it's hard God. fucking work. It's, it's a side hustle. You do it for extra scratch. It's a lot. Of, it's really, really, really hard work. It's very physically demanding. Yeah. Yeah, I bet it is. I've never even watched it done, but I, I can imagine. Same thing. You're, you're basically holding up a, the foot of a 1,200-pound animal. Sometimes they lean on you, and you have to hold them up and fix their foot. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It's not easy. <laughs> yeah, and so when, when did your uh, uh, infatuation or love of horses, <laughs> I remember I asked Mike this about his infatuation with snakes <laughs> when he was on the podcast a few weeks ago, when did your love begin for, for horses? Do you remember, like, were you a little kid when you are like, I want to ride horse, I want to be a jockey? Well, I, I was very fortunate, I grew up on a farm, so when I could actually, before I could walk, I was on the back of a horse. And literally, I have pictures of when I was... As a baby, they put you two, on a horse. Two and a half years old, and I'm riding a big, giant horse, and, and actually doing it fairly well. So I just grew up on the back of a horse, so it just... Was You're a country I, kid. Yeah, it was something I always loved. Raised on the farm. Yes. Yeah, what other farm animals did you have? Chickens, cows, no? Uh, no, no Ducks. cows. Just, uh, just dogs, cats, and horses, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. The, we had racing racehorses. You owned racehorses. Your family them. did, yeah. yeah. They bred them and raced them. So I grew up with that whole world. Yeah. Now, anyone else in the family become a uh, champion uh, professional jockey such as yourself? Well, no, but crazy kind of runs in my bloodline. My father was a, <laughs> my father was a drag car driver and one of the best in in Canada way back in the in the sixties. Holy shit! So it, kudos to him. What what's his name again? Uh, Jerry Vanek. Yeah, he was a really good Jerry Vanek. Very successful uh, drag car driver. Actually, he drove for Dodge. Yeah, yeah. Is he so, still kicking? Is he still alive? No, unfortunately, he's not. But he always supported my level of craziness to go fast. And uh, yeah, we're I, the apple did not fall far from the tree. Yeah, right on, <laughs> right on. 
And so um, when you were younger, like as a teenager, for example, I, I'm just guessing you trained to become a jockey. Like I, I want to know about that. Or do you just learn by the fire? Was there any f- sort of formal jockey school that one would attend? No, I just kind of got thrown to the wolves. I grew up on like on the farm. I just start, I rode horses my whole life competitively, everything jumping to rodeo and then I just started riding the racehorses when I was about 12 and breaking them myself on the farm as a kid. Nothing better to do. I lived up in northwestern Ontario, so I just did whatever I did in the summer. Broke horses and the young ones and everything, whether they bucked or not, I didn't care. Anyway, I went from that to just galloping the racehorses and actually at the age of 17, I was in high school and I was already riding races at the quarter horse track, which is now Ajax Downs up in... um, uh, where is it? East of Toronto. So your passion and your interest in horses moved fairly quickly. It's not like you started at a track just shoveling horse shit and it took forever to go up the ladder, right? Like you, yeah. you kind of clipped along at a good pace. Yeah, I, d- I did a lot of riding growing up, so I kind of yeah. had the background naturally. Yeah, I yeah. I kind of fell into it naturally. Hey, High for school the, was boring, so I just wanted to go fast. For, for, <laughs> for those, did you end up finishing high school? I did. Good for you. I did. I finished high school, but... Like Ricky Bobby, I had to go fast. Yeah, but I mean, all that shit you learned in high school, all that shit you learned in high school didn't help you I with what you're doing today. In high school, it was so boring, and I just had no interest whatsoever. Yeah, I was pretty bored in high school, too. Yeah. Oh, I was a fucking rebel. It was so boring. Yeah, and so for those, you mentioned you broke you broke the horse. For those that don't understand, because you're going to get people in the industry that are going to be listening to this world-famous podcast of mine, yeah, laugh out loud. But for those that don't know uh, the term break the horse, okay, please uh, educate. Uh, breaking Horses 101 right now with Helen Vanek. Listen up, kids. <laughs> breaking Horses 101. Well, actually, you don't break anything. Yeah, you're not breaking the spirit of no, the horse. No, you actually acquire their, their confidence and their trust so that they don't want to buck you off. You spend time with them on the ground, you teach them that a saddle is nothing to be afraid of, then you move around them, and you teach them that you're their friend, you're their partner, and uh, you teach them to accept accept you on their back and want to do whatever you ask them to do. So there's really no, breaking is a horrible, horrible term. Yes, but it's no an sense. old but it's an old school it's an term, old, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, because back in the day, they, the cowboys used to, they did kind of break them, they'd buck them out, and it was really really stupid but it's not done like that anymore the cowboys like, would kick their ass and yeah. they would break their spirit not anymore now we spend time with them get their get their trust and have them trust you and then they they basically let you climb on their back and ride them off by Is the time it, you spend all that time with them are there any crazy jockeys or crazy horse trainers i'm sure there are that are clicker training their horses not that I've not in, not in, not, not in prepping them for racing. Certainly not for that. Maybe no. for parlor tricks and shit but like we, that. No, we teach them. We teach them with rewards, though. They yeah. learn a lot, like a dog. Like I have a horse that'll sit down, lay down, do all kinds of tricks. Tell me you need a kiss. He'll kiss you or any random person that walks by. And I've taught him all that. And do you let him kiss you right on the mouth, your horse? Oh, no. On the cheek? Chin? Sure, yeah. On the cheek or chin, but not on the lips. Yeah, he's like a giant Scooby-Doo. It's disgusting. Big, slurpy (laughs) Scooby-Doo lick on the cheek. Would you share your ice cream with your horse? I probably would. Because people do with their dogs. Yeah, I probably would. I know a horse has a bigger tongue and a bigger mouth. Yeah, I took a nap with him this morning. He snuggled up. He was on the ground napping, and I curled up with him, and we took a little nap. You're very affectionate with your animals. (laughs) You love your animals. (laughs) They're cool. Mike London, is there any question that uh, that you have, if we have any sort of continuity at all so far, <laughs> with our unscripted thing here? Like the fight game, is do you have to cut weight uh, before your race, uh, or do you just maintain a certain weight throughout the, the year? 
Yeah, that's oh. that's a very good question. It's yeah, because she's a buck sixteen, a buck seventeen, somewhere in between there. Yeah, We're gonna find be... out for sure. We're gonna bring out a scale by the end of the show. <laughs> I should be a lot heavier. I'm normally not this thin. If I just eat whatever I want, obviously I have to watch my weight. Um, I don't cut weight because I I don't pig out very often. So I keep my weight level, and uh, I try to keep my weight at a constant level, so I don't have to fight. I have to eat really healthy keto. Keto's my key. Okay. Keto, yeah. Do you get constipated with keto? No, I don't, but maybe some people do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I just wondered how you're, no, keto, how you're pooping. Keto's, keto's good because I'm kind of a carnivore anyway, so I'm happy with it. Now, what's your favorite? What is your, fa- what is your favorite meat to eat? Beef. Yeah, you love your steaks. I love my steak. Okay. Prime rib steak. Love Bone in ribeye? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Bone in ribeye, yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. I... Go to La Coco's and stack the freezer full. Yeah. Do you cook on charcoal or do you cook in a cast iron frying pan? Uh, Some are going, who fucking cares? Let's talk about horses. Nick's the chef in the family, so he's usually on the barbecue. On the barbecue. Oh, yeah. He's the grill master. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I just wanted to add in about the keto thing. I, I'm a big fan of keto, and, and beef is my, my go-to meal. And I think a lot of people that you hear about the constipation thing, but it's because people they eat too much cheese on this diet. They think it's a, it's a, you, know, uh, you could just eat, they think you could just survive on cheese because it's one of the keto friendly foods, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think that's the proper. Way if to I do eat it. too much cheese, I won't be able to shit for like a week or two. It's awful, and I love cheese, but I've really got to control my cheese intake. <laughs> so um so what other meat do you eat to keep in such marvelous shape uh, you eat a lot of bacon i that's my downfall yeah absolutely. yeah you like your bacon oh, yeah, canadian I, back bacon pmail bacon no, as some refer to regular smoked bacon i love it yeah you do eh? oh yeah stuffed peppers with bacon everything with bacon i'm, I'm good yeah <laughs> Yeah, and so how many calories do you eat a day? We're fascinated by the fact that you're a jockey, that you weigh under 120 pounds. We want to talk about that for a I moment. have no idea, but what I You do, don't keep track of your calories. No, I don't keep track of anything, but uh, it, it's all I eat high fat. You, high, high fat. It's high fat high because fat. it's keto, and yeah. you're not worried about getting a heart attack while you're racing a fucking horse no, because some people get heart problems as a result of keto. I'm not picking on keto. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Well, I think that's another myth, myth as well, yeah. that uh, cholesterol causes heart disease or, or uh, saturated fat causes heart disease. Um, there was a study back done when, uh, I think his name was Ansel. Keith. So I can't believe everything I fucking hear? No, no. no. I think it's Nothing. more or less I don't. the opposite. Yeah, the carbs are what you got to watch for. Uh, the carbs are the real killer. Sugar I, is the killer. Carbs, sugar. sugar. Sugar is what kills humans. Yeah. Helen, let me ask you, because uh, we haven't asked this question yet. What is the sort of typical or desirable weight or common weight for a jockey? We've talked about your weight and we've talked about it more than once so far. So jockeys are coming in typically at what weight? Like men or women, let's say. Like Oh, but, but what I weigh. The same? Yeah. Between 118 yeah, to... Yeah, The horses are assigned anywhere from 118 to 122. And you have to actually, with your saddle, you have to weigh that. So, yeah, you're, the, all of our weights should be very, very close to the same. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Do you, so, have, to, do you have to make weight? Is there a certain weight you can't be above for racing? Or is it just too yeah. bad your horse no, is going to have a hard right time? On. It has to be right it has on to the be fucking right money. On what's wow. in the program with your saddle in your hand? You step on the scale. Wow. And you have to be 118 pounds with your little tiny, teeny, weeny saddle that weighs like a pound. 
<laughs> Holy shit. And I was doing a little reading, and uh, I, I think it... Uh, That's why I like you. You're smart, and you do a lot of reading. <laughs> I believe uh, you were saying that it's quite a, a, a difference between riding the quarter horse and then to, to a thoroughbred. Yeah. Uh, which, which one do you prefer? And can you t tell us some of the differences? Oh, absolutely. Um, a quarter horse is bred to go a quarter of a mile, actually. It's like a drag car. Quarter horses are the drag cars okay. of, of horse racing. A thoroughbred goes can go a lot farther, so it's like uh, like watching the stock cars. So that's basically for everybody understands. It's pretty pretty cool. Quarter horses are super fast for a short distance. I'm glad you're educating the audience because not everyone is a horse uh, enthusiast or a horse professional. Some are just curious and they want to tune in to to hear what you've got to say, right? Well, the horses. Um, yeah, I, uh, before I forget, I'm going to have to tell you this. At my age, I've got to tell you, or I might forget. Somebody phoned me about a month ago, and they said, they left a message. I've got a thoroughbred German Shepherd. He's about <laughs> six months old. Is he too old or too young for training? Give me a shout back, would you, Dave? <laughs> uh, a thoroughbred German Shepherd. I said, holy shit. I said, I've never seen a thoroughbred German Shepherd. He uh, says, he's thoroughbred. He says to me, he says, he is thoroughbred. i got papers to prove it. <laughs> what kind of papers? Zigzag papers? I said, oh, sir, you mean Purebred, purebred, thoroughbred, same thing. You know what I mean, the guy says to me. Anyway, silly stuff. Well, people, what they don't know is that the racehorses, they're, they're treated like, um, basically like football players. They have their own... Oh, they're going to say they're treated like shit. <laughs> no, no, they're so spoiled. People, oh, horse racing, oh, those, we don't know those horses. They love to run. They're bred to run. Because and there they, is that concern about, you know, this is an inhumane life. Oh, are you kidding? These for these poor fucking horses. Oh, my God. You wouldn't believe the amount of peppermints everybody on the track feeds these animals. They're so spoiled. They have their own fan, their own <laughs> huge hay net. They eat a buffet 24-7. So they're not... Most horses are left out in a field... With, you know, in the rain and the cold, yeah. whatever. No, not these animals. Who the fuck would call in the middle of my <laughs> show? Anyway, these horses are the most spoiled creatures you will ever meet. That's why it's ridiculous when people say, oh, racing's cruel. Oh, my God. There is that stigma yeah. that still exists That's today. They have no idea. Like, our, our horses have their own masseuse, their own chiropractor. Their, I mean, okay. everything. I want to go back to the, to, what, what did you say, the mints? Peppermints? Oh, peppermints. They, they love peppermints. Horses love peppermints. Absolutely. Just like the bears at Marineland like those little fucking marshmallows. That yep. gets a bad oh, analogy. Yeah. So does the horse, do you give it out of, out of the palm of your hand yeah. like you feed uh -huh. a billy goat? Sure. Or do you tell them sit <laughs> and then you throw it and they catch no, it? You just no. put it in the palm of your hand and they'll mug you for them. They love them so much they'll search all your pockets. Why is that? They like the sugar. They just love the, the taste. flavor too. They this is a known fact? Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, any, I gotta get out more. That has anything to do with racehorses, they'll tell you horses love peppermints. <laughs> <laughs> well, they eat those little peppermint leaves like that plant that grows around here. I don't know if you've ever seen that. You can you can take them out and make tea out of them. Like, uh, they probably would. Yeah. Yeah, they probably would. I, I, I'm curious to know if a horse, uh, when they flatuate, if it smells like peppermints. Don't <laughs> 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 so don't know. You imagine? I, I just had a big whiff of peppermints. Oh, the horse just flatuated. It's all them peppermints he's been eating lately. No, no, they don't seem to have any negative effect on them. They might, they might get a little high on peppermint, on sugar, but other than that, they're cool. Yeah, so let's talk about how they're doted on. Uh, let's take what you said one at a time. You also were talking about a fan. They, they're, they're, they're not left in a hot barn. Oh, God, they've no. got a fan blowing on them they're to keep them like, cool. They're treated like NFL football players. That's why 
anybody that because I have no idea how NF yeah, football players are like treated little, either. Little prima donnas. That's how these horses are treated. <laughs> or soccer players, I should say. Yeah, no, that's they, okay. They go, oh, my knee. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, maybe soccer players. There's yeah, no wrong answers soccer here. Soccer players. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. they're doted on with like they have their their veterinarians. They have their all their healthcare practitioners. They've got their own chiropractors, their own masseuse, their own. Uh, they get like a magnetic therapy. They get yeah. Oh my God! They're dota. Each horse has their own groom, which tends to their legs, and they get bathed every day. They so they're doted on from head to toe. Oh, yeah. They receive a bubble bath. Yeah, every, almost every day. These horses are so pampered. Do they get music therapy? The horses. Some, yeah, they have their own radio in the barn. Some people Good. play classical music. Some people play rock, <laughs> whatever they like. These horses are so spoiled. Hey, hey that, my good buddy Dave Kaufman sitting over there, like, <laughs> holy shit, you're learning lots about horses today, Dave. Yeah, general public has no idea how pampered these creatures are. <laughs> I'm so glad you set the record straight on how the horses are treated. Uh, and this all takes place at the track oh, yeah. when they're waiting their race or when they're done their race. Every day. Uh, yeah, yeah. Every, every single day of their life. They come out, they get a bath, they go for their exercise. Is anyone reading to the horses? Or that's going too far now? No, that's a little too far. But, but the music is good for them. Yeah, they like the music. Yeah, very good. Mike, uh, you've got something you well, wanted to say? I... I'm curious to know what what does the uh, how does it end for the horses? Uh, I don't know. Just uh, <laughs> do they, they, you mean how does it end in the end? <laughs> I, I don't. You know, I, Elmer's I, I glue heard, factory. You, you hear Elmer's things, right? fucking glue and factory. You don't know what to believe, so I want to be educated. You know. God, we skipped uh, right to the end. Okay, that's fine. It's all good. So how does it end for the horse? Uh, the horse is uh, euthanized humanely. You're talking the end. The end. No, 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 no. Um, After the racing. Oh Christ! Yeah, I yeah. thought you were. Talking the end, the end. No, no. These horses, when they're not competing competitively, like when they're not doing well, then uh, the trainer will will find somebody and they'll put them, and they'll find them a home. Usually they'll go they to their forever horse. home. Yeah, they'll go to a lot of young girls that are looking for like a hunter jumper, different different career. They all have different careers as to what they like to do. So some will go to be jumpers, some will go to be fox hunters, some will just be pets trail riding horses because uh, these horses are so well trained they can do anything they don't want to do any job yeah will they be uh, donated in some cases i mean i imagine every case is different uh or will people pay uh, uh, some money for them i'm oh, sure sure pay a lot of money for them because give us an example of a retired racehorse what somebody would pay for it uh they'll still pay a couple thousand retired. oh yeah at least Four, four thousand. Okay. Yeah, and they'll they'll go to a farm, and then they'll be they'll have other aspects of their career, like I that's said, right. doing all kinds of other stuff. And so. that's what we mean by the end. <laughs> yeah, the end. Th- these horses are lucky because people spend a lot of time finding them good homes, and then they're pampered again. So, um, like the young girls that have the show horses and stuff, they yeah. really uh, they do like the race horses because they're kind and they've been pampered. Like they're good with their feet, picking up their feet. They don't want to hurt you. And they're, they're pretty safe, even for inexperienced horse people. And uh, they all have their individual personalities, and they can do a lot after their racing career. Have you ever rode a horse that you didn't like? Absolutely. Like you're riding the horse, and you're <laughs> like, you're a fucking prick. Oh, sure. You're, th- you. you're telling, the, you're cussing the horse. You're a fucking yeah, prick. Oh, yeah, they'll smash Die, you face. prick, die. I've had horses literally go through fences with me, smash me in the face, break my nose. And you're such a nice person. <laughs> but they're they're like humans. They're all different. They all have a different personality. So you've they're, had some horses that you've hated. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You and you're like, we got to do this together. Some, you know? They're like humans. They, some are kind and gentle. Other ones are just pure evil, and they want to kill you just because they're jerks. They're, they're no different than humans. 
Yeah. <laughs> some so, some people are nice and some are assholes. Do you get attached to certain horses, or do you do you, will you ride the same one for seven years, or will you? Yeah. Is it like a one year thing, or is it like you? Is it like you have multiple vehicles for racing depending on the race? Um, I'll have a lot of horses that you get really attached to that you just click with. You're basically on the same frequency, and I'll win a lot of races with them. And uh, when I ride them, they'll do better than if somebody else rides them. Like, you, your personalities can clash or they can really match. So, and they're, they're like dogs. They're like big dogs. So, some dogs you might meet that, you know, just don't want to have anything to yeah, do with you. Yeah. Other dogs immediately love you. So, it's it's very similar. Yeah, I've never met a dog that I've hated or disliked, but I've met some some of the dog owners that I, that, that, you know, that I wasn't too keen on, but, uh, so what is the, like, what's the difference between mounting a horse and straddling a horse? They both have some sort of a, well, mounting means you're they see, they have some sort of a sexual thing to me. Like, like, I want to know the difference between, uh, I have just mounted my horse or I have straddled it. Straddled, we don't even use that term. Really? No, that's... So you never straddle... That's your own little sexual term. You yeah. just pull that you don't straddle. You don't straddle your horses? No, I don't. No. So you mount You mount them. You prefer to mount them I than get a straddle leg up, them. which means they throw you up there. Literally, they'll grab... <clears throat> a person will grab one of my feet and throw me on up there as the horse is walking. Okay. <laughs> I know hardly anything about horses except for this i used to go to the carver farm on brookfield road uh in port colburn when i was a teenager to do trail riding and uh as a novice you know and i would go there with my girlfriend and a group of friends and we would get on the horse for an hour do some trail riding and i fucking loved it but that's all i know about horses one time i was uh, drinking whiskey in my hot tub and smoking a big fat joint and I text uh, a friend of mine says, I want to buy a horse. <laughs> it was like 1 o'clock in the morning or something like that. And they responded, are you fucking high? And I text a couple people and they said to me, Dave, you don't have time for a horse. You're a grandpa. You've got grand- grandkids. You've got your wife. You've got the dog academy. And it's, it's true. You know, and I, I have a weekend, uh, um, uh, what do you call it, getaway trailer, like, you know, a seasonal trailer. So I'm busy in the summertime with that. So I guess I don't have time for a horse. So, you know, or I, and I could never be a jockey at this weight. No. There's, there's no fucking hope for me there. Uh, I want you to talk about uh, if someone was interested in becoming a jockey themselves and they weren't, you know, fortunate enough to have been growing up on a farm the way you did and maybe their story wasn't similar to yours. Like, I'm sure there's people nowadays that are like, I want to be a jockey. Like, are there jockey schools nowadays or workshops? And are they any good, these schools or workshops? There really aren't. There's one where you can learn to be like an exercise rider, which is to ride them in the morning when they train them. But there is no real jockey school. Because there's race car schools and workshops and programs, right? There is in other countries. Like, Japan has, like, phenomenal jockey schools. Yeah? So you're talking just in Canada, there's no no horsepower... jockey schools but in japan they have them i'd I'd love to teach one and be cool but uh, you should open it up because i think you're an entrepreneur as well and you just have to tap into the inner giant as uh, anthony robbins would say (laughs) you're not busy enough right yeah Yeah. 
I want you to talk about your successful wins. Uh, I, I did a show promo and I mentioned on social media that you have won over 1,100 races in United States and Canada. Congratulations, by the way. You are a true champion, a true winner, and you're so passionate about your work as a professional jockey. So talk about some of your, your wins and successes. Uh, well, the ones that stand out most in your mind. Stand out. Well, I rode in the, in the U.S. for a long time. I rode quarter horses and thoroughbreds, and uh, I got to ride for some really, really great trainers, and I traveled all over the U.S., um, mostly through the Midwest, and I uh, won a lot of stake races on quarter horses, probably about over about 45 stake races on quarter horses alone. And, uh, and like I say, they're the drag car of horse racing, so they're super fast. They're, like, they're built like tanks, and they're, they're explosive. Um, they're just a total adrenaline rush. Super fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the stake races are the big deal, right? Oh, absolutely. The purses can be anywhere from thirty to two hundred fifty thousand or more. So, yeah. Yeah. And the, as a jockey, whatever the cut of the like the horse that you ride, whatever it wins, you get a percentage. And do you care to reveal what that percentage is? Yeah, it's ten percent. So say the purse is fifty thousand. Um, the winning horse will get about 60%, and then the jockey will get 10% of that 60%. I was so interested in knowing about how the metrics of that worked, and I thought, you know what? It's unleashed. It's Dave McMahon unleashed. We can ask any nosy question. The worst that'll happen is the person who we're shooting the shit with on the podcast will say, hey, no, I choose not to answer that, right? But So that's what it is. You get 10% of the purse. Yeah, well, yeah. Of the, what the horse gets. Of what the horse gets. Yeah, so which isn't the full purse. They split it up amongst the competitors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you make a fairly decent living doing this? Yeah, it's it's extremely dangerous. So what you do make, you kind of blow a lot of it, like when you're injured. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which happens a lot, you know. It's just you're insured, the there's compensation. No, not really. So you just go through life kind of just fucking hurt and dealing with it and getting back on up there whether you have a fracture or not yeah what is the worst injury you sustained i've broken all kinds of things ankles my knee cracked my kneecap all, it, but it just you deal with it you're, and you've come back from it come back i barely even quit riding back when i yeah injured got a lot of the injuries they every time you get you. back on yeah there's no doctor Fo- to get riding oh the ankles broke oh well you know it'll just hurt a little we'll just right there's going. no note from there's no note from dr summer off <laughs> To give you the summer off, because this is a summertime... It's your livelihood. You livelihood. Going. There's nothing else, you know, you don't... There's nobody that's going to compensate you, so you basically heal up as quickly as you can and get back up there. What, what comments would you make about the entire horse racing um, in Canada? What, what, what do you want people to know about horse racing in Canada? What, what do we need to happen? Where is horse racing in Canada right now? Oh, God. Well, as with everything cool in our world, the government's trying to kill it and limit our funding and, and everything. And the people that are in the industry are extremely passionate about animals. They're animal lovers. So you get these PETA people that want, oh, it's cruel, but they have no idea what they're talking about, they, which is ridiculous. So there's always all kinds of conflict. Um, but horse racing is it's all run by people that love the animal. And no matter what anybody tells you, these horses are spoiled, treated so well, and they love to race. All they want to do is go fast. That's basically why my arms are so big, because I'll climb on them every morning, and they want to fly around there, and I have to keep them going slow. 
so that they save it for the actual race. They're You're conserving the energy. Absolutely, and it's hard. How it's many hours prior to a race are you conserving the energy? Because when we do nose work, scent, specialized scent detection work with some dogs, often we tell the owner to conserve the dog's energy before we do this specialized uh, scent work. You know, uh, uh, With horses, are you conserving it for a few hours before the race or longer? They, they base, a lot of them just won't train the day before the race, so they'll get like a rest, a day of rest. They usually go out and do some form of training some of them even swim they have pool for horses but they'll train almost every day to, to some degree so they're they're very pampered athletes that have a great schedule yeah yeah and so is there anything else you want to toot your horn about as far as some of your wins or anything like that that maybe you haven't mentioned yet go ahead and toot your horn helen no not, not but you've won over 1100 goddamn races that's an incredible track record it's over a long period of time though <laughs> and female jockeys that's, yeah. So, that's... I mean, you had mentioned uh, off air that you are one of only... Do you wanna... Probably about 16 or 17 females that have ever won over a 1,000 races. Yeah, there aren't too many women that have had that long of a career and extensive. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very fortunate. And why is that? Because kids get in the way? Because they lay eggs and kids get in the way? I don't really Just know. life it's circumstance? Just, and, and, I mean, it used to be a more male-dominated sport, which it isn't nowadays as much. A lot of what? women do, do quite well now. What is the percentage of female jockeys in Canada versus, uh, versus men, if you were to take a guess? Like, oh, it, there's probably only... 20% yeah, female jockeys? Yes. I mean, I don't know. I'm yeah, just that'd guessing. Be, that'd be close. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. That. And they're kicking ass. They do well. Yeah, they do very well. I mean, once you're... You're fit. You're a jockey is up there on the horse's back, so a lot of the athleticism is up to the horse. How <laughs> fast are these fucking horses running? We never talked about, about speed. Fifty miles an hour. Fifty miles an hour. Close to it, yeah. Yeah. So when they lawn dart you head first, it hurts. Oh my god. Some of them will just even with a helmet on. Oh well, yeah, you picture you're, going fifty mile an hour, and like if you laid on the roof, projectile, and whoever's driving slammed on the brakes. I mean, you hit the ground head first, so yeah, it hurts. <laughs> Mike, you've been quiet for a while. i got to shut up and let you say a few words. No, I just, uh, is there different divisions for men and women? I imagine that they just race against each other, right? Because it's, uh, okay, yeah, that would make sense. Um, and do you, do you have, like, a favorite horse that stands out over the years that uh, you just, you know, had a, a really strong bond with or that... Uh, was just your favorite horse or, or anything made like her that. the most money or she loved <laughs> she you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. or just you loved that one more because it was putty in your hands that particular horse was putty in your hands and it you know you could just use your knees to squeeze it and control the speed in which it ran i've had quite a few that i got became really attached to and some that were just awesome athletes and uh, like they'll fall on their head they'll stumble leaving the gate and literally their nose will hit the ground and if i'm lucky enough to stay on some of them will just pick themselves up and take off and still win. Like, they have heart. They're, they're just the coolest athletes ever. And they, their personalities, yeah, I've clicked with quite a few. I can name off a ton of great horses, but you, you definitely get a bunch that you love. The Fort Erie racetrack is alive and kicking. There's no doubt about it, right? So it's well underway. Helen, when are you racing? When can people come out and see Helen Vanek? Award-winning champion horse jockey, professional horse jockey. Tell us when you're racing at the Fort Erie Racetrack, Helen. Monday and Tuesdays. So come out. Uh, usually it's 4:30, but a 4:30 post for the first race. So when you're done work, come on out. 
and uh, come watch the horses and, and everybody that deals with them and, and see how pampered they are. They're really cool athletes. That's right. And you'll have a number on your back. Uh, yeah. Tell us about how this works. I just have a little number on my arm. Every horse is assigned a, a number in, yeah. in the starting gate. So whatever it is that day, I'll have the little number on my arm. And, uh, and you can go and you can bet on me whatever you as much as you want <laughs> I, I, hopefully i don't i don't i don't lose <laughs> do you remember the track announcer daryl i do i yes. forget his last name daryl wells daryl wells yeah he had passed i believe yes he has. um he was another one who brought his dog to me at the dave mcmahon training academy in uh, niagara falls plug 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 and uh, professional jockey francine the one that sent you to me for dog training. Uh, yeah, so Daryl brought his golden retriever when it was a puppy for some obedience classes. He was super good. He was such a natural announcer. Like, you talk about an amazing announcer. Because when you're an announcer for, like, the track, you've got to be extraordinary. Like, you've yeah, got to be, be quick and sharp. And, and, and you quick-minded yeah. and quick-witted. And, and he was you fantastic. Get, and you got to get right to the point right <laughs> away, you know. So uh, how about the track announcers nowadays? Are they pretty good? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got a younger fella that's doing it now, and he does a great job. So, yeah, absolutely. He makes it fun and lets people know what's going on. So, um, the dog races are coming to the Fort Erie Racetrack, and uh, the the wiener dog races are sponsored by the Pet Food Outlet, located 824 Ontario Road in Welland. Also, uh, the wiener dog races are also sponsored by my dog academy, Dave McMahon's Dog Training Academy. And the wiener dog races will take place when, Helen? They have to go to the Fort Erie Racetrack July website. 16th. Uh, July 16th. Yes, it's Sunday. Sunday. It's a rare Sunday that we race on. So the races actually start early, around 12. And then the wiener dog races will be after the horses are all done. So typically the wiener dog races will start around probably around 4:35. They usually start around 4:30 or yeah, 5 p.m. And uh, there's uh, there's over 75 wiener dogs. Oh, it's great. That have already uh, registered and will be racing in Fort Erie, Ontario at the Fort Erie Racetrack. Saturday, July 16th, as we said, around 4.35 p.m. Your wiener dog will be racing as well. Yep. And it's, it's, they're not racing the length of the track. No, it's just from, what, 50 yards? 50 yards. <laughs> and and the, what it is is the dogs are basically recalling mm -hmm. to their owner. And their owner is calling them. And it's whatever dog comes in first, second, third. So we have trophies. I present awards. It's it's a lot of the fun. The dogs have a blast. They're all over the place. They got all kinds of buddies. They they generally don't even race. They just run around and have a party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, what's really cute is how some of the dogs will run right off of the track itself onto I don't know. I call it the meridian. The turf course. The yeah. turf onto course. The, grass, the turf the course. They're in, they try to go in the pond for a swim. They're yeah. All over. It's great. You know what I mean? So <laughs> some dogs are not off leash reliable, right? They some. Not about speed. Yeah, you know, well, that's kind of what we want, right? But what you want and what you get when it comes to dogs that are all being let loose and some of these wiener dogs are off-leash reliable, some of them aren't, and you're getting a real mix of uh, personalities of dogs, but it's such a hoot. There's absolutely no wagering at all. It's all for shits and giggles. So write it down, people. Wiener dog races. Fort Erie Racetrack, Saturday, July 16th. Sunday, July 16th. Helen's going to check her phone right now. <laughs> right after the horse races. 
And you would have brought your horse today if the horse would have fit in the uh, the studio. I would have. I would have. He's really cool. He does all kinds of tricks just like a dog. So yeah. But he won't fit in here. Yeah. So <laughs> give us an idea of some of the tricks that you've taught your horse to do for those that are just tuning in now. Oh, he'll lay down. He'll sit up. He'll he'll sit this. up like sit pretty like a like a poodle like poodle parlor tricks. No, just sit. In just sit like a sit dog like sitting. A, yeah. He'll correct. sit. He'll lay down. Will he yeah. shake a paw or shake a hoof? He'll bow. He'll bow. He'll bow. He'll uh, give you a kiss. He'll smile on command. Yeah, he does all kinds of really cool stuff. I love it. He will smile on command. Yeah, he'll put his lip up. He'll do it. If you tell him back up, will he back up? Yep. He will, yeah. Yep, he'll do that. He does all kinds of cool stuff. And the weight of him again, the weight of this horse? Oh, God, 12, 1,300 pounds. I wanted to go horseback riding in the Dominican one time. And as you know, the horses that they would be using for tourists to ride are quite small and fragile and the guy denied me. The guy's like, you're too fat to ride these horses. He said, you'll kill them. You need a Clydesdale, the guy said. <laughs> That's what he said when I was in Dominican. Yeah, yeah, they laughed at me. They said, no, you're not riding our horses. You'll break their fucking backs. I was in Dominican wanting a horseback ride. They said, no way, Jose, to me. I'm looking at your phone. I'm looking at a picture of you cuddling with your horse. I need you to send that picture to me so we can exploit that picture on our social media. I was tired this morning. We were taking a nap. So what about uh, what about um, drugs that you give to the horses? Has anybody given the dogs illegal drugs to run faster? <laughs> no, I certainly doubt it. <laughs> yeah. hey, hey, are the jockeys... Are they? Do they check your blood for shit? Like oh, you, we get we get drug tested. All you get yeah. drug oh, tested yeah. all the time. Yeah, breathalyzers, drug tests, everything, just like any any professional athlete. Yeah, so the jockeys can't they can't do a, a nice line of blow before they go on. God, I hope not. They can't drink any whiskey or scotch or beer. Can't take any amphetamines. Nothing. Got, you know what I mean? Got to be as straight as a arrow. Hell, we can hardly eat. <laughs> Have you ever been riding uh, in a race while you were straddling your horse <laughs> in the midst of riding it, and it, all of a sudden you've got to take a big massive shit? Has that ever happened to you? Luckily, no. While you're riding, it's like, oh my God, and you're just pinching your butt cheeks together, and you're like, I don't know if I can hold it <laughs> till the end of the race. No, you get too much adrenaline going through your system. You're totally that would be horrible. I've hit a goose and a fox while in a race. You did? Yeah, you had the... Goose, you they, ran over a goose? Yeah, they come out when you, you can't see them, so you go around the turn, and all of a sudden there's a herd of geese, and you can't slow your horses down, no matter how hard you try. These, these well, 1,200-pound animal dragging you, they want to fly, and the geese kind of get in the way. The Canadian geese are really being a fucking pain in the ass anyway, shitting all over the place. Yeah, stupid cobra chickens. Lining up single file. They have their kids in order way more than we do as a human race, like when you're going down by Niagara Falls with your vehicle, you know, and, and, and then the Canadian geese are all lined up single file, stopping traffic, right? And they've got mom and dad and all their kids in a row. Like they've got structure going on. I'll give them that. They know how to keep their, their young in line. They're very tough animals. 
Helen, uh, it was awesome having you on the Unleashed podcast today. And Mike, even though you were late arriving, Mike London, I'm so happy that you were able to come and throw in your two cents. It's always a pleasure having you on board with us, Mike. Appreciate it, Dave. Mike, tell our listeners how they can find you and reach you. Well, we're on we're on Highway 20, Reptile Kingdom, Canada. Uh, it's a busy year for our uh, educational reptile presentations. We're um, getting a lot of bookings in still. Uh, we will be at the Pelham Summerfest uh, July 15th and 16th if you want to come out and see some of our cool critters. And uh, yeah, but we're on Highway 20. We've been there since 2007. Don't plan on going anywhere. And uh, we'll also be at the uh, Canadian Reptile Expo uh, this Sunday, June 25th as well. Very exciting. You got some exciting shit going on, buddy. There's always something going on. Always, always something. So once again, Helen, uh, our listeners can see you race. Give those days and times that you'll be racing again at the Fort Erie Racetrack this summer. Uh, generally Monday and Tuesdays, starting at 430 and we do have uh, other days like a Sunday, July 16th for the Wiener Dog Race. is a special day. So on the weekend, if you, if you want to come out, it'd be great, and you'll have a great time. Now, what if people want to reach out to you and they have some questions, they want to check out your social media, how can they find you, Helen, on Facebook or Instagram? Which one? Uh, Facebook. Yep, absolutely. Helen Vanek, V-A-N-E-K. Helen's won over 1,100 races in Canada and United States. Uh, great seeing you, and I'm so happy you brought the dog with you. Oh, it's a pleasure. I've had a great time. All right. Thank you to Dave Kaufman, my good friend, for uh, taking awesome pictures that we're going to be posting. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm Dave McMahon, the owner of Dave McMahon Dog Training Academy in the city of Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. Hope all of you have a doggone great day. See you later. Bye-bye.